Steve, uh, as a fellow American, when did you realize that British people rapped? Like that they were British rappers? Well, uh, I did a semester in London oh, when I was in okay. college. So that would have been 2004, I guess, when I discovered... I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but I discovered Top of the Pops. Okay. And uh, and so that's that's where I would have dis- uh, found out that British people actually rapped. Okay. I thought it was all Robbie Williams um, and, uh, and, and Natasha Bedingfield, things like that. <laughs> hey, listen, Steve, the first person that most British people heard rap was Debbie Harry. So who you saw this saying. week? <laughs> I no, uh, sadly I didn't, but the entirety oh. of my team did. So she was in the building. Uh-huh. How'd she look? Yeah. Did... Uh, 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 this is going out in public. Great. Absolutely. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Die Boys von der Loftus Road QPR U23 was los Lagoon Styles, Lagoon Styles like wow Was jetzt los? Das ist ein Jogginganzug, kein Trenchcoat Sie will meine Curls, aber das Girl wird We're back for episode 2 of QPR NYC the podcast I'm Andy Elric. I'm I'm not we're not I know in the first episode I said we weren't going to use our real names to protect the innocent but it seems silly especially since one of our guests this week uh his first time on the show if I didn't give you his last name, it, it wouldn't really give the full effect of the fact that we have a guy who is a member of QPR NYC whose name is Steve Gallen. Not that Steve Gallen, but his no, name. No, there's, there's two of us. His name is Steve Gallen. So Steve Gallen is here. Sam Satchel is here. And Dunn, of course, is with us as well. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Very good. Thank you. To be here. Uh, we, uh, as along those lines, just quickly, when I went to the club shop, uh, I made my wife and I uh, make a stop at Loftus Road during our honeymoon, even though they weren't playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the club shop, bought a bunch of crap, and gave them my credit card. And their first thought was, I had stolen oh. the actual Steve Gallon's right. uh, credit card. It, uh, it, I thought they were going to be get... a bold grift, wouldn't it? Yeah. They had to. I had to produce a passport to prove. Uh, and did you get a discount or something once you proved that you were no. just a guy named no, Steve Gallen? No, not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Wait, 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 let me use another card. Listen, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> believe you're Mr. Cifuentes either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, did you, was he playing for QPR when you first stumbled on the club or was that after his uh, career? Kevin you? was. Kevin was, but not Steve. <clears throat> he don't didn't think play, Steve ever... Right? I don't think Steve ever made an appearance for us, or he Joe did. I think they just. Oh, I'm I'm getting my. I think pro- I'd, I'd imagine they were decent. Imagine they were decent amateurs, but I don't. I think they went both. Steve and Joe went straight down the coaching. Oh, I didn't know that. You don't hear much. I uh, okay. wasn't much of Joe well. these days. I don't know. He might just be making assumptions there, mate. There's a lot of us. Okay. Well, anyway, he's <clears throat> he's it's a it's a name <laughs> that means something in QPR circles. So, um, it's ironic and interesting, and that we have a man named Steve Gallon in our club considering who we support. Um, I do want to toot our horn a little bit uh, and give you, fill you in on our first week, guys, our first week. Um, our Christian Nori, our new CEO, he's a, he's a, uh, a metrics guy, <clears throat> so he would be interested in this. Uh, 
1.3 thousand impressions. I have no idea what that means. Um, it's not plays because we had 310 plays, but 1.3 thousand impressions. That that's just Spotify. So assuming I'm assuming if you upload us on Apple. Uh, Apple Podcasts or Overcast or something that doesn't Google. We're on Google as well now. That doesn't count. So I think that's pretty good. Um, we're not at. If anybody listened to the W twelve podcast this week, they've upped their game. Uh, they sound they sound better, and now they're doing live reads. Uh, this last week they did a Nord VPN read, and I feel like that's kind Whoa, of we don't get free advertising out sorry. here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's not true. We actually advertised Rick O'T's last Rick week, so uh, <laughs> we put yeah. him out of business. There was a live read yeah. there, so yeah. Better than advertising Rick's cabaret, anyway. I feel like it's success as a podcaster. If you're doing a Nord VPN read or a read for some company that sends you underwear in the mail or something, you've kind of made it. That that's the top end of of podcast, like Joe Rogan levels, right? That's what we're trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be Joe Rogan, but but we do right. want we do want a little taste. We want to radio. get our beak sweat here. Am I right? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, though, like Christian Nori, for strategic purposes, we will not be disclosing the length of time those impressions <laughs> right. took place over. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> or that it was well, my mum seven hundred times trying to <laughs> upload the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, we're, yeah. We're playing it close to the vest. Um, so as I said, this is episode two. The uh, first episode dropped last week, uh, and already I have just three apologies to make. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Um, the first and the most important one is that um, if you listened last week, you know that I was unaware that Jam Master J of Run DMC died 22 years ago. Um, I want to apologize to Jam and his family and friends for that. We value maybe not his godson. We we value our relationship with Run DMC. We really do. We want them to not, you know, sue us for copyright infringement using a version of their logo. And and we, we do have the, the tacit endorsement of them, as we spoke about last week. So I just want to make clear that that's – I regret the error. We're going to move on now, but my, my apologies to Jam Master J and his friends and family. Um, I said Kel, uh, Travis and um, – Travis and Jason Kelsey's mother's name was Betty. It's actually Donna. I can't say Donna without saying Donna. Um, Donna. Donna. Uh, so I want. They're still super annoying, but I I'd like to apologize <laughs> to their mother for that. And finally, I'd like to apologize for Mayor Eric Adams of New York. Um, I may have insinuated or just outright said last week that he is corrupt. Um, this is definitely not the case, or at least there's no proof of it. Um, in a, allegedly, allegedly, in unrelated news, um, he is now sponsoring the um, this week in New Yorking segment. So, uh, New York, we are very happy to have him on board. Please do not take away our funding and give it to the police. Okay, uh, so Dunn, you wanted to talk about um, Sleaford mods uh, still not responding to us; they're dead to us. Uh, but a little bit, yeah. You wanted to yeah. give some a shout out to our German friends. And then I'm going to do my Blackburn. So I'm going to say Blackburn in a German accent a bunch of times. Okay, excellent. So, so yes, uh, sleep. Blackburn. Uh, Sorry, I jumped the callously. Gun brilliant. Thanks for that. That just yeah. blew my ears out. Um, <laughs> so, sleep, sleep of mods callously ignored our, our our plea for us to be able to use that 
10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever I was going to negotiate up to, a uh, clip of a little ditty. So, so we were thinking about, we were having a chat in the group about what we would use. Obviously, what we wanted to do was have an, a, an official piece of music, not something we'd nick and then have to change mm-hmm. at a later date when the copyright infringement hit. Because obviously, those 1,300 impressions are going to make a big difference, right? So... Um, I remembered, uh, yeah, I remembered (laughs) way back when there was a German hip hop artist uh, called Pimp and Mavjik Mm -hmm. who recorded a song called Loftus Road. So I reached out to Mr. Pimp and I got a response. I I actually did Did it the right way. Did you write, dear Mr. Pimp? How how did you address him? No. Uh, so actually, let, let, let me pull this up. So okay. um, I addressed him both in English and in Google Translate German. Oh, I'm uh, sure you appreciate I that. actually... Uh, it, I mean, so his English is probably pimp. better than yours, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Any, anyone that heard last week's will, will yeah. agree with that. Also, poor um, Dieter has been waiting for the time we could use his German language oh, skills. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, honestly, I totally forgot about Dieter. Sorry, mate. Even Jason um, can speak German. Can he really? <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. So, so I reached German out to I, I reached out to Mr. Pimp, and um, I got the following back. Um, th- mere hours later, obviously the time difference. Um, hey guys, yes, of course you can use my song as your podcast intro. That sounds great, and would be a pleasure for me. Would love to hear it. Can you send me when it's online? Cheers from Germany to NYC. Yeah. What a top man. Yeah. Our conversations continued, and I asked him. Because actually, I, I posted the link up on Twitter yeah. for the full video. So I asked him, okay, what was your inspiration? And turns out he was in London for a video shoot, uh, went to a QPR game because he loves football, wanted to watch it wherever I am. Then I fell immediately in love with the grounds, the vibe and the atmosphere at Loftus Road and did this song a few weeks later trying to catch the vibe. Okay. So... That he, he was in spot. Actually, it was a song written about his experience at Loftus Road. So there it's, you go. Is is am I correct that it talks about trench coats or something? Now, okay. Do, so have we done the, a, the Google Translate on the? Yeah, yes, we have because yeah. um, a Mister at Scorpio One with a K uh, asked me on Twitter, "Did I have the translation?" So, would you like to hear the translation? Just the first piece that we use in this no you're gonna want yeah i'm I'm not doing the whole thing mate because you just heard my my streets impression earlier oh yeah it ain't good right before yeah we started yeah so are you ready yes this isn't a tracksuit this is a coat we are the boys from loftus road qpr under 23 what's going on brackets What's going on? Lagoon Styles, Lagoon Styles, Lag Wall. Now, Lagoon Styles is their label, so just yeah. want to clear that up. But I, I, I think what's interesting is from one visit, he wasn't impressed with Chris Ramsey either. <laughs> so he, he, he's questioning what's going on with the QPR under 23s. Yeah. So, so, so this is obviously a, a, like a complete revelation that uh, Mr. Pimp has, has properly immersed himself in the QPR culture and knows about as much as we will. And, Andy, mm-hmm. will 
would love to join us for an interview when we are ready. So um, mm-hmm. you can hear from Jonas, who is uh, uh, Mr. Pimp's... Uh, sorry, just Pimp. I'm, I'm calling him Mr. Pimp. Um, it's Pimp's alias, and his real name is Jonah. Jonas. So, yeah. Um, okay, get there's only one person in this band? It's just one? No, there's two. Oh. Um, but the, Please the tell guy, me the other guy um, isn't a Chelsea supporter. Uh, do you know what? We didn't even talk about ma- magic. Okay. So, um, but but um, Pimp is the guy that raps about Loftus Road, and mm-hmm. he's the guy that wrote it. So he's he's the really important one in the in, out of the duo, right? Uh, in, in my in my mind. Well, we thank Mr. Pimp, and we give him a Queens Park Races uh, in honor of his uh, allowing us to use his song as our open for now. I mean, we might want to mix it up. Maybe he can he could do a rap about. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. One of our, uh, what? he could maybe a new QPR burn away, Blackburn away. No, I was thinking like uh, you know a player, maybe Sam Field or something like that. Or he could get the team the involved. Le- you know, they do those silly the legend Joe Hodge, <laughs> the legend Joe Hodge. Yeah. It seems like our version of Thiago Silva. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, could, could could we not have a German player? Maybe Sebastian Polzer, Tony Leisner. Yeah, yeah. He could be the notorious BFG. You Absolutely. know. Oh, there you go. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, we thank Thanks. him very much, and uh, he's he's getting some gear. He's getting some swag from us. Lucky. Um, so lucky official him. friend. Yeah, you know, he's our fir- our first friend of the pod. Yeah, so, and we'll, we'll have him go. on as a guest. Uh, we're trying to kind of you know lay low guest wise early i'm getting a lot of messages from the from from the media team at qpr you know can marty wants to come on uh lyndon wants to come on but i word we just want to figure this out on our own first and then we'll maybe start having guests i want to move on to the blackburn win qpr nyc the podcast still undefeated uh but i need to stop down here for a second and ask steve are you wearing a t-shirt that says sausage on it I am. Okay. It is from uh, oh, Schmidt's Sausage House in Columbus, Ohio. Great. Okay. Um, went there on a work trip and uh, good sausage and and a soft T-shirt. Was the work trip it. to the sausage place, or just you were in Columbus or no. something else? No, I just happened to be having dinner okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. We our second podcast is coming off a win, two um, one away to Blackburn. Uh, we scored two goals. That's feels like our max, so that that's good. Um, one from Ilias Chair and one from our new signing, Joe Hodge. Is that his name? I forgot his first name already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was an own goal. Was it actually Ilias Chair? But it went in off his rear end. Like I don't know. I, I, you I, could so say it, you, you could good. say it went all pears well, shaped. Well, oh, excellent! Very good. Well done. Very good. Um, so I, I want to let other people talk about this. I was complaining immediately, of course, about it. Sam sending me back. Basically, everybody in the chat messages like, just enjoy it. Please, for like five minutes, enjoy it. And I'm like, well, why can't we win three to one or four to one? Why do I have to sweat this out? But anyway, um, done. you've done this twice now. So we'll start with you. Your impressions of the win away at Blackburn. Um, it was <laughs> horrific. Uh, that last 10 minutes of injury time, where the hell did he get that from? I mean, I, th- I thought, you know, actually, you know, we scored twice in what? Five minutes, four minutes? Um, I think it was two, I, yeah. I, I mean, Blackburn, like the vibes coming out of them at the minute is horrific. If, if you want to feel better about being a QPR fan right now, 
may I suggest you go and visit uh, Twitter and New York Rovers, and it it is, it's brutal. They they you know the the one thing they they sold their best player, they bought a striker, who they messed up the paperwork, and he's not allowed to to play for them. Shame, but the vibes there. You are better terrible. not get that overturned. I hope not. But I th- I think um I th- I thought it was the the one thing that I'm really optimistic about is the the bench looks a ton stronger. And Hodge Hayden, uh, even Frey ran, you know, came on and and sort of just ran around and looked a bit of a threat. Um, slowly in Frey's slowly. case, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I thought Hodge having a midfielder that you know was able to do what he did. I I described seeing, I mean, Sinclair Armstrong. I love the guy, but what a frustrating player. Um, I, what was it? The riddle, the enigma, the mystery, whatever the hell that quote was. Because he got clear four times in the first half and early second half and made the wrong decision every single time, but then slid that ball through a hodge. Like It was probably the most difficult bit of skill he had all game, and it, he, he nailed it. It was a brilliant ball. Um, you know, I, I think old, you know Sinclair's going to be... He's going to be like a problem either for us or for the opposition, and it depends on what mood he's in. Um, but I thought, you know, I thought Ilias had one of his best games probably since that second half against Preston. Um, I thought Cannon had his best game in a Rangers shirt. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought there was a lot to like. I mean, it, it, it was a, you know, I thought the, the first half was tedious. There was a moment after about 70, 37 minutes where the ball goes off for a throw. And you saw a Blackburn kid, like a young Blackburn fan, yawning. And I thought that really summed up the first half. Um, but a second half, we looked, we, we looked okay. We looked comfortable. I thought, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think Blackburn isn't probably a good yardstick. I'd like to see exactly what they're like in the next few games, whether they just implode. But I think Blackburn are going to be there and thereabouts at the end of the season uh, for relegation. I, I think they're in trouble. I thought we were going to get our second manager fired in a row. Right. Oh, that would have been. <laughs> hey, hey, there's still time, hat. Steve. Uh, I want to go to Sam because Sam, Sam's playing hurt tonight, and I will talk about that in a second. But I don't. I want you to be able to talk about uh, the, the Blackburn win. Um, what are your thoughts on on the game? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, Done's covered a fair chunk there. I actually thought towards the end of the first half, at about 10, 10, 15 minute spell actually, where we um, obviously story of the season a little bit light on quality uh, in the sort of, you know, when it, when it mattered, but actually we put them under quite a lot of pressure, had a lot of the ball, and we were getting forward, we were at least kind of winning corners. Obviously, corners aren't often, you know, often sometimes, or quite often more of a danger to ourselves from, from the corners than the other team, but. We, I did think we had a bit more impetus right towards that half, and you know we didn't obviously then go and do the classic and give one away on the stroke at half time, negotiate that tricky period after the restart, and then obviously went and got the goals. Um, yeah, it was obviously you know we we clearly decided to let them have the ball and um, sort of try and hold them at bay once we went a goal down. We shouldn't have. I don't think we should have got a goal down. The ref made an absolute shambles that decision with Sinclair Armstrong on the halfway line. Um, I actually was listening, uh, I actually had Blackburn commentary on the stream I was listening to, um, and they thought it was a foul on Armstrong. And actually, they were also pretty complimentary of us um, during that first half period. Um, so, um, you know, apart from 
Uh, actually, it's a good commentary team for Blackburn, apart from referring to Chair as a southern softy. Not sure which part of Belgium he's actually from, but never mind. Um, or uh, South Belgium. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, a very um, erudite um, observation that sometimes if you want to score goals, you have to take some risks defensively, which I thought was um, yeah, insightful. But apart from that, actually, you know, yeah. they said nice things about us um, and they had a certain glumness about themselves, which I think we'll all recognise. And as Don said, they're a team in free fall. Not wanting to detract from our result. But yeah, they're, they're sitting free fall. And um, we obviously do not want to make this a betting podcast. Um, and they still want to throw those money at us. But um, I do think that, or as of sort of Saturday afternoon, Blackburn were 18 to 1 to go down. And I don't think that's bad value because they look pretty hopeless. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of their player, the one that. I'm sure it's normally hit a peach against us. He went out, went down hurt. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they sort of pretty um, yeah pretty apprehensive about the end of the season themselves. Um, so yeah, I think you know Dunn's covered a lot of it, and I say you know I think them Stoke obviously got an absolute pacing. Um, uh, Birmingham haven't looked great, although we'll see if they do post Rooney. But yeah, there's. We've still got a lot of work to do. Uh, there's no hiding that. But there's definitely a small pack of teams ahead of us that aren't playing well and uh, you know aren't far off trouble. You know, if we can can put a little bit of a run together, there's teams you have to worry. But you know, big ifs there. And you know, if my aunt had bollocks, she'd be my uncle. But yeah, certainly you know a lot more positive than we felt after some games. And the trick is going to be obviously following it up against Norwich um, and not doing you know the one great performance or one. Good performance followed by the one disaster um, trademark, Mr. Elric. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm kind of, um, you know, obviously this isn't the best Norwich teams, but we, you know, they're, they're perhaps good enough that we will hopefully lift our game slightly rather than the sort of turgid affairs we seem to get drawn into when we play teams on the bottom. So, thing is, Sam, I actually, I, I looked at the table and I'm like, Norwich are eighth? How on earth did when did that happen? I thought they've been in better form recently, yeah. They really have, haven't they? You know, um, can I ask one question, Andy? Yeah, Uh, which is, and I'm going to ask you and Steve because I watched the game at the factory, uh, which means the volume is I'm not hearing the commentary, um, as well as say somebody who might not be in a big open room with a million other commentaries going on. What was the new guy like? Because it sounded like he was like Nick London on helium. Oh, I didn't even know. I was, I was, um, Bryson's basketball league is it getting in the way of my watching Rangers? Uh, so I watched the second uh, Andy, half are you... uh, while I watched him play basketball, <laughs> so I didn't get to hear a lot of the commentary. Is this so, Andy, are you, are you, are you telling you guys, me? Because I didn't watch it. <laughs> Sorry, well, well, once again, Andy, are you telling me you watched one half? Or did you manage I to did. watch both? Well, no, I, I mean I watched without commentary though, because I was in a little basketball ah, gym watching okay. six-year-olds play play basketball. But um, so I didn't hear the commentary. Steve, did you listen? Were you listening? Yeah, I thought he was a bit uh, monotone. I don't know if it was because it was his first game and he didn't want to take any chances, you know. Um, but uh, he was he was a little bit one-note, sort of like. A, Who is this new guy? What, did, what happened to Billy Rice? <laughs> I should have yeah. done uh, I don't know why they a little bit of research, mm. <laughs> clearly. Uh, he, I, I didn't even know we had a new guy 
um, until, I don't know, maybe halfway through the game, I was flipping around on Instagram and saw that uh, he had posted a picture of, like, this is my first game, blah, 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 blah. pleasure to work with Andy Sinton. So uh, he, was fu- he wasn't bad. Um, I wouldn't say he was terribly good either. It was all, it was all very one note. He never too high, never too low. Right. There's room to grow. Trying to be a pro, Steve. I'll go to you about the game next. It seems like, I mean, as as even though Blackburner flying down the table, a lot what a lot of people are saying was that they they do have a goal in them, um, and are a pretty good attacking well, side. We and start- we we played. It seems like the theme. The, the sort of narrative that's settling in on, on Rangers and Cifuentes is that if nothing else, he's gotten our def- defense sorted out. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looked like they had a goal in them in that last 10, 15 minutes, right? Um, after they scored, it was sort of a, oh, here we go again feeling. Right. Um, and crosses were going in left, right, and center. Uh, you know, Begovic had to make the one save off of uh, Rankin-Costello, the deflection. Um, that he put over for a corner, which usually are never good for us. But the last couple of games have been much better. Uh, we're certainly defending our set pieces a little bit better than we were uh, in the losing stretch prior to this. So I think, you know, first, you know, last 10, 15 minutes was hard to breathe during. That's usually the case uh, when we're holding on to a lead. First 10 minutes were pretty rough, uh, kind of pissing around in the back with the ball um, until. I mean, we should have been one down after only a couple of minutes, but uh, and I apologize to his mother because I'm probably going to butcher his last name, but Krishani, Krishani, for Black, I don't know. He pulled the Scott Norwood and sent it way wide right, um, which I thought was an apt <laughs> metaphor for a Super Bowl week. Um, but uh, yeah. sorry to Bills fans catching strays here. Reference. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an old football <laughs> NFL reference. The, the, um, out. But it should have been it should have been one nil after. What was that? The fourth minute, seventh minute, somewhere around there. But uh, Steve, is that when uh, uh, Clark sort of fell over after Begovic kind of sort of belted the ball at him, and he tried to get out of the way? It, that that was just carnage. I was like, that I think whole, that was actually that, the one after that one. Right, we had, we had a couple of. <laughs> It, it, it was like we were desperate to try and to give him a one-goal head start. It was it was insane what we were doing at the back. Yeah, but uh, we did. I think, and this is where the experience of Steve Cook comes into play. Um, and especially when we have our, our first choice back four of him, JCS, Cannon, and Paul, it's just so much more organized. And, and, and Cook's experience is invaluable. So obviously it goes unsaid, but I'm going to say it anyway. As long as he stays healthy, we got a chance. Oh, Steve, um, you just jinxed it, mate. Yeah, you jinxed it I there. Know. So that's his, that's his Achilles gone. Um, all right, so we're that that's our analysis of the Blackburn game. We're going to go back and talk about the, the three newest signings. that We talked about Michael Frey last week. But I want to move up in the running order here. Um, our uh, annual award uh, the uh, brought to you by the office of Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, New York. Uh, the This week in New Yorking. And we're going to give it this week to Sam, who... Um, again. Again. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. two weeks running. Wow. Um, well, originally, the, the, what you were going to share with us, and you can do this, is that you had a, a run-in with um, a, a, not a landlord, but a superintendent of your building. Is that right? Related to a loo in your home. And you were a little nervous about it because... You had a procedure today that men 
of a certain age um, should all be getting, and we'll talk about this in a second. And you were just cons- you wanted to make sure all of that was functional when the day ar- arrived. Is that accurate? Yeah, that, that's fair. And we say, well, we, you know, we will cover why in a second. Yeah, I was drastically trying to make sure the uh, toilet in our apartment, which um, has a habit of leaking into downstairs, this toilet, uh, the sort of into their ceiling. Um, oh. due to some poor renovation um, and an unwillingness from our landlord to you know, truly resolve the problem. Um, our super is a smashing bloke, um, but not necessarily one that's most well suited for being a super. Um, so having tried to fix our toilet, it only made it worse. So I was desperately trying to get him to, trying to, get him to come back and fix it. In the meantime, the... Um, the guy who's been paid by landlords to manage the buildings, or their buildings, because um, they own many buildings across Crown Heights. Um, guess what my feeling about that is. Um, <laughs> uh, he um, was at his wit's end with aforementioned super, uh, and I was basically trying to act as peacemaker for the sole provision of making sure the shit had worked. Right. Um, uh, and the reason I needed that was because I was due to start what is politely called um, bowel prep. Mm. Uh, yeah. So um, this is obviously we're affectionately going to call this segment up the R's, um, and it's um, not yeah. not in relation to our support of the team, but um, no. about uh, colorectal exploratory procedures. Right. Um, and as Andy alluded to, I was I was going to discuss uh, manhole fires last week, um, <laughs> and we're not that different from this week. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to add some levity to the situation. Trying to add some levity because it's not something I particularly want to sit here and talk about. No. Uh, as crude as I am, Important. my, yeah. my human... My Is human that because tipping. you can't sit and talk about it? You have to stand <laughs> up and talk about it. Yeah. With my are, you si- are you sitting on the inflatable donut, as we speak? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, uh, those who know me well know that I'm a, I'm a pretty crude individual, but um, I'm not actually one for typically for toilet humor. I tend to you know, prefer more, more of a sex gag. So... Um, mm. If we had discussed my vasectomy, we'd all we'd all be having a lot of time, but uh, we're not. Um, that's football so yeah, weekly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. As Andy said, yes. <laughs> as Andy says, um, we're all gentlemen of a certain vintage, mm. or primarily, um, uh, or approaching that vintage. And you know, it's really important to start looking after your health, uh, and more importantly, what you can't see going on. Mm. So uh, today, I had a colonoscopy. Mm. Um, uh, and that colonoscopy involved a three-day fast, mm. um, although I started a day early with a vomiting bug, um, just to really get into the swing of it. Um, three-day fast, uh, plenty of laxatives, mm. um, and then um, four litres of uh, a prepping solution that flushes mm. you clear out, um, hence the need for a, a, facility, a working facility. Um, now, the reason I have this done is because about three and a, well, not three and a half years ago, probably five or six years ago, very occasionally I'd find myself shitting blood. Mm. Um, uh, never good. And um, it would only happen when I had a really bad hangover. Um, so I, I would put this down as the cost of doing business. Um, and it was a price, quite frankly, I was more than willing to pay. Um, and I you know, kind of always told myself that if it was a problem, it would probably happen all the time. Um, and I was lying in bed, uh, just had my baby girl, so she would have been about six weeks old, my son would have been about three, and I, um, uh, my wife was asleep, daughter was asleep, we were actually in England, so I couldn't sleep, 
uh, I was listening to World Service, and it was a piece about uh, Chadwick Boseman, who was a Black Panther, who had recently died of colon cancer. Uh, and it was a big thing, obviously, that men are notoriously bad for getting mm. things checked out. Bravado aside, any kind of exploratory procedure, and if you remember the nether regions, things get ignored. So I'm lying in bed, I'm thinking, you know what? Mm. You're going to feel like a right prick if you've got something serious going on, you've got a young family. So I got, got back to America um, and uh, went to the doctor. Uh, so, yeah, this is going on. Uh, you've got sort of, you know, uh, obviously, thankfully, the cameras aren't rolling here, but I, I don't have the typical physique that says. That's kind what of I was gonna. That's why I was a little worried health. about you, Sam. You're not. Um, I would not describe you as a physically robust. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I don't know if I want to be described as not robust. No, cheers, man. You're a, you're a, a slight guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'm a relatively slim guy, um, uh, which is. Uh, quite frankly, larger genetics, not down to a particularly healthy lifestyle. Um, although it's quite easy to convince yourself you are living a healthy lifestyle when, you know, people are pulling up on how you look. Um, but uh, the doctors were relatively dismissive. You know, you're pretty young. You don't fit the, mm. don't fit the profile. Um, is it hemorrhoids? I'm like, I don't think so, you know. As the miss has gone, actually, no, I'm not going <laughs> to make that <laughs> gag. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, can you edit out any references to pegging if they're not allowed? Um, but, but anyway, so but um, it just happened a few years before that that my mother had been diagnosed with colitis. So that uh, got the doctors to sort of, that pricked his ears, all right, let's get you checked in for colonoscopy. Um, or let's refer you to a gastroenterologist. So um, yeah, they went and did the colonoscopy thinking that perhaps it might be colitis, which didn't seem great either mm. um, but what they did find was um, a reasonable number of what they call colonic polyps yeah. um, which Quite was common. a big surprise yeah. yeah but I, you know you don't know these things are growing inside you um, and one in particular had got big enough that when aggravated uh, by my lifestyle it decided it would, you know, it would start to bleed uh, back to the aforementioned problem um, now I was kind of then had a very stressful sort of week 10 days um waiting for those biopsies to return and that's a pretty sobering time again you know aforementioned young family um you know sort of you know wondering kind of what what sort of results you're going to get and how you might take from that thankfully i got the all clear in terms that nothing was um malignant mm. but what they were were growths that had uh the potential to become cancer so they Cancer um, or kind of polyps are graded um, uh, towards, you know, when they become full-blown cancer. These were what they call the adenoma stage, which has a sort of a 50% chance of becoming malignant. So, you know, we don't know, but um, there was a good chance I checked out that um, I could have been dealing with, you know, something a lot more serious and, again, perhaps not knowing. Um, and... You know, these things do happen. And uh, in another little small corner of the internet, someone I only know via their internet presence, um, a much healthier man than me, um, about my age, married a year, um, training for an ultramarathon, uh, got a stomach ache about six weeks ago. Serious enough to the doctor, he, uh, he died last week. Uh, six weeks from diagnosis to, um, uh, to you know, a GoFundMe page going up. And I say it's not someone I've met in person, but you know those little little parts of the internet where you sort of feel like you do know people. 
Um, so that's kind of this long-winded explanation is really is to, to urge people, if you do think there's something wrong, um, go to the doctor. Mm. If the doctor is whatever, dismissive, you know, don't necessarily, you know, accept no for an answer. Um, I'm not sitting here and tell you preparing for a colonoscopy is fun, but it is fine. Um, and it really worth doing, you know, if, and if you're not, don't know if anything's wrong, when you hit the age where they start recommending them, do go and get it done. Yeah. Um, because you say it's not, you know, it's very easy to think you feel fine um, and you don't. So, you know, today uh, I've not got the results yet except they, they removed three little things today. Um, the surgeon's not concerned. Um, but, you know, still in a situation of waiting for uh, biopsies again. Um, and again, this is part of my own fault, or may or may not be, but I should have gone back a year ago. But again, even knowing what I do and sitting here telling you guys to take care of your health, still managed to procrastinate for a year um and get my follow-up um so yeah it's a bit of an urging and say so not subject i'm that comfortable talking about um, which is rare for me but yeah do do look after your health I man obviously it's not you know it can be colorectal it can be testicular um it can be anything don't you know don't be afraid to go to the doctor don't think you're gonna waste the doctor's time don't you know you know just kind of kid yourself that you're still bulletproof mm-hmm. uh and yeah you know sort of get yourself checked so these things you know, I feel very fortunate, but these things can be serious. Um, and you do hear, you know, rare stories, you know, people who really are none the wiser and it's much, much too late. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of my piece on it. I'll take questions if anyone no. wants to ask any. Yeah, it's really important. <laughs> hopefully, 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 hopefully Dan, Dan's been sat on a few gags there. No, it- um, no, I really... was just thinking you don't. They, they, this is not the quality content you get on the W twelve podcast, is it? No, this is uh, yeah, this is what's setting us apart, lads. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean so. Yeah, you know, we've gone, gone with the heavy stuff. Um, yeah, hopefully next week we'll just be talking. Well, hope yeah. Hopefully this is the last uh, conversation about shit performance we have to. Uh, well, I was going to say, Sam. It's, <laughs> it, it sounds to me like you know you fasting. It's made your whole week. So uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I had my first what? one last uh, week. I did not get knocked out. Sam got knocked out completely. I got the the Twilight drugs, which, as I was joking in the chat, it, there's been a couple of QPR games where I wish they'd given me those, like, at the beginning, you know, like, before the, you know, like, maybe before the Leicester game in a couple of weeks. Somebody just says, you know, relax, sir, and you'll, you won't remember any of this. But uh, you got knocked out oh, completely, yeah. but I only got the Twilight I did get, drugs. I did get knocked out. And um, Andy, that sounds like Rehypnol, mate. You yeah. want to be careful. No, I think they do. I think they do use Rehypnol for some reason. Yeah. I got given ketamine uh, the year before last. When I just my shoulder. That would that would make watching QPR a lot more manageable. From from um, a hole to K hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I will say though is that you know when they're sort of saying you know is someone going to come and meet you, you look a bit groggy. I'm like, Nothing like walking out the football factory at two in the afternoon after eight pints to really kind of prepare you for walking home post anaesthetic. It's real. <laughs> oh, let let oh, your eyes get Sam. used to the sunlight and put one foot in front of the other and uh, yeah, try, Sam, try I, and I, be too erratic. I, I have a very important question that I think um, everyone listening is wondering. Um, when you were talking about you being hung over and, and having your, um, I, I quote, bloody shit, what the hell were you drinking? Because I do not <laughs> want to go anywhere near that. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. It wasn't, it, you know, it, was, it wasn't every time I was hungover. It, it, you know, usually serious session. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I'd been on the scotch or anything, you know, you know or it'd just be, you know, certain, you know, days I'd, I'd drink enough and I don't know if it's, you know, alcohol thinning the blood or would lead it. I didn't, I've never, I've, at some point I will sit down with my surgeon and ask exactly what it was 
that is causing these intermittent symptoms. It's probably more uh, the dehydration. Quite possibly. Um, or were you drinking Bloody Marys? I wasn't drinking Bloody oh, Marys. Okay. No. Oh, okay. um, yeah, <laughs> what, what wasn't just my vodka and borscht. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which actually sounds delicious. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, get, get it done, it's chaps. It's important. And, um, yeah, it's a, and you know who is and, very um, concerned, who is very interested in health and would tell you to get one of these is Mayor Eric Adams. Oh, uh, New York. He is a health, famously, I think he's vegan, um, and a health He is nut, vegan, So yes. he, would, he would encourage everyone to, to get their regular colonoscopy and get it in New York, because it's... It's the greatest city on the globe. You know, I mean, we, and we have great doctors would, as well. Would he, be, would, would he be interested in subsidizing the outrageous cost of healthcare? To, uh, I don't think, no, he out? wouldn't be interested in that. Mm. No, no, no not a chance. Yeah. No, no, not a chance. Let's, uh, let's move yeah. on. I, Andy, Andy, yeah. sorry, I'm to... sorry, before I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you again, because I, I do have a point about Sam. This is the second time Sam has won the Eric Adams. If he gets it next week, third gets, time in a row for his meet, manhole, he to does he Eric get to Adams. keep Adams? He gets no, to, not meet him. Does he get to keep him? He gets to dine with Eric Adams at that at, at the table of success, whereas haters will be Volker and Borscht. <laughs> I mean, I think I've got an Eric Adams story that would certainly uh, get me the award next week. I imagine you do, I know. I didn't know if you wanted to share that, but we'll save that for another episode, yeah. Yeah, I, if um, yeah, do we need to seek legal advice before I share that one? I don't think. I'll ask you, Mrs. Yeah, no, I think we're okay there. Um, but yes, um, if you win it three weeks in a row, you you get to meet Eric Adams. You get to spend an evening with Eric Adams at his at the table of success. So we'll see. Yeah, he, uh, he actually he does often visit my uh, my son's school where his now partner mm. was once the principal. Okay. Um, Ah, yeah. Um, she obviously hasn't done enough to dissuade him from slashing the funds of New York public schools. No. Um, so. Well, can we? A favorite pastime of many a mayor. Yes, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> Just what, give it all what? to the cops. Um, yeah, all the cops. We got three blame, signings. Blame. Oh, we got three signings. Three signings to talk about. Have... Let's get back to football here. Um, <laughs> uh, we, after thinking we would sign nobody. I was very excited last weekend to talk about last week to talk about Michael Frey, uh, or Michi Frey, whatever the hell his name is. But we got three more in. I am actually going to sign out on this. Sam, we love you. I'd love to discuss. Yes, rest, appreciate rest it. Are, are we afraid that Sam has to go? No, <laughs> always. No, we, Alas, to... yeah, I would love to discuss Christian Nuri's um, descriptions of our uh, analysis of these players. Um, it's a shame because obviously. It is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, in some respects, we've all been dying for us to become more analytical. Um, but I, I've said this before, but I do wish, first time I've wished that our more vocal fans got their way with Neil Warnock's appointment because the idea of Christian Nuri and Neil Warnock <laughs> trying to work together would be <laughs> the thing sitcoms are made of. Anyway, I want to get in, but I will, I will leave you guys Thank to you for sharing that story. in more of my own content. Yeah, thank you for sharing that story. It's important. Do it. Get a if you if you're of a certain age or you're having symptoms, get a colonoscopy. Tell them QPR NYC sent you. Yeah. If you um, see something, just say, say something. Enter the promo see, code well, QPR NYC at checkout. Well, you say that, Sam. Like ever since you started telling your stories, my testicles have been aching. So you know, <laughs> I, I, it is what it is, mate. But thank you. I might have to go get them checked out. 
<laughs> yeah, def- definitely do that. Um, yeah, you know, again, you know, I've I've, I've had to have those ultra scanned and ultra in the past as well. Which is a story for another one. Okay, I feel like I a pretty healthy use, guy. We but... don't want to use all our best material in just the second show, so let's hold on to that. We'll put that in our back. All pocket. I would say. My we have other body parts for, to discuss at a later date. For any of our younger listeners who might still be at university, if your university is attached to a teaching hospital and you do need to get your testicles checked, pick a different hospital. <laughs> that's, good. That's, that's good advice. That's good advice. Um, See you. And on, on that note, note. <laughs> much love, guys. Take it easy. Cheers. Take it easy, Sam. Uh, Especially you take it easy, mate. So it's just Steve and Dunn the rest of the way. Um, let's talk about these signings. How do we follow that up, man? I know. That How was, do we follow that yeah, up? That, that is... was like on a very special QPRNYC, the podcast. But blo- it, it was like a like a Blossom meets QPRNYC, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did they talk about that on Blossom? I don't think so. Oh, they talked Maybe about not that specifically. Not, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They did other things, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, okay. I'm, 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 I'm not sure that the episode Sam's bloody shits made it to air. So uh, right. yeah, no, that's that didn't make it out of the writers' room. No. We are already deep into this thing, so um, we've talked a little bit about <laughs> easy. Yeah. Hey. Okay, hey. where's my rim shot? Oh damn! It. Hey, <laughs> I didn't put the rim shot in for the second week in a row. Second you're just setting this up. Badum tish. Um, <laughs> Do we want to say anything about Isaac Hayden and and he's he played a little bit on uh, against yeah. Blackburn looked decent. Uh, Lucas Anderson in from Denmark, somebody that uh, Fuentes apparently knows or has played for him. Um, he really looks one, yeah. really looks the part, like really looks like a Danish winger. Extreme Danish, <laughs> mm. very very Danish. If 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 you were to have a football manager regen. Like that—that's the face and the hair and the facial hair that yeah. that football manager was spit out at you for a Danish number ten. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, um, we don't know much about him. Hayden, though, is somebody we've been after for a while. What do you think? Well, he looked uh, extremely calm, composed, kind of exactly what we needed at the at the time yeah. we needed him uh, in that game. They, you know, they pulled a whole line change and brought Hodge, Hayden, and. Smith into the game, um, which we all thought Sink would have been one of the uh, subs out, and he wasn't, uh, which turned out to be for the best. But um, it, he just looks composed in the midfield. I thought Hodge uh, looked really tidy in the midfield, connected defense to attack nicely. He's got good feet. Obviously, the run for the goal was really nice. He, uh, I think, I mean, obviously, he scored with his you know third touch as a Ranger. So right. hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully that continues. And the West- well, I think Hayden, Hayden particularly is important because when you look at Colback and Fields, both of those love a yellow card and we're going to be without Sam Field for two games. We're probably about one card away from the same with Colback. So having an experienced midfielder, because um, if you're going to put Hodge, uh, play Hodge like for 90 minutes early, he's an Irish under-21 international. He's not got many minutes under his belt. Having someone like Hayden... Is just going to be really invaluable. He just looks like he glides. He just looks class. He's very just lanky. Somebody who know yeah, he's somebody who knows what they're doing. I tell you, he is. He's a better version of Carl Henry. Mm. If you and remember, because he was that lanky presence. Better. 
Uh, well, it can't be worse, can it? It can't be worse. <laughs> it can't be possibly be worse. Uh, un- un- unless we find that Isaac Hayden was ev- was there on January the 6th, I don't think that yeah. his politics would be worse than Carl Henry's. Um, so um, they were saying, actually, on uh, the West London Sport podcast today, um, I'm always checking in on the other podcasts, you know, the competition. Sure, scouting the competition. Scouting, scouting the competition. What was their medical news like? Uh, they did not. They mostly just talked about football, um, but uh, okay. they were saying that, that Hodge is very highly. Ra- Apparently, he started at Man City, and ended yeah. up at Wolves, and that he's very highly rated there. They like him a lot, but I guess he just can't get a game. Uh, they only play Portuguese guys, right? I don't know. Yeah, his, if his agent isn't Jorge Mendez, he doesn't have a shot. Right. Well, also, I think what's interesting for, for like the, the the kind of knock-on effect is that like Sinclair plays with him in the Irish under-21s mm. so it's almost like a mate for Sinclair and you know it, it, you obviously saw them link up for the yep. for that goal who knows like it, it might be the thing sorry it might be the thing that unlocks Sinclair and may, maybe Hodge will be setting him up for goals but it certainly can't hurt can it them two knowing each other and playing with each other already yeah. can't, can't be yeah. a bad thing right yeah um Lucas but, Anderson sorry do you want to did you want to no, add no. something? <laughs> Lucas Anderson um, from Denmark. We didn't haven't seen him yet. Um, but I, like I said last week with Frey, I, I feel like at least I'm confident that we're not signing people just to sign them, that Stifuentes knows that these players can play in his system. And in this case, he's actually coached this guy. He's got a kind of a spotty record in terms of fitness, I think, and he hasn't played much uh, recently. But... He's another body, another body on the bench, a winger put maybe crosses in for somebody like Fry or Frey or Linden to get on the end of. So apparently Andy, he can take a free kick too. At, I was about to say that, Steve. We might have somebody that can beat a first man. <laughs> Who said that he could take maybe. a free kick? Maybe. Who said that? What? He is a set piece specialist by all accounts. Like Barbet? Uh, yeah, who's banging him in for ball, though? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. When he was with us, he took them for like three years and he never scored one. Yeah. It, basically, that three years at Rangers was him just finding his range for when he went to Bordeaux. So, yeah, that's kind of him. But no, apparently this guy can take a free kick. So, um, I mean, it would be just interesting. Just anyone who can beat the first man, like you yeah, said. Yeah, that'd, I mean, that'd be lovely. Jesus Christ, or Eric Adams, whatever his name is. <laughs> like, he, like, he we hit the first man on 75% of the corners. The other ones are too, you know, it's just, it's painful to watch. Like, especially when goals are at a premium for us, mm. like they always are, you know, set pieces should carry a little bit more weight than they currently do. Um, well, we, 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 we're a squad of either like, like Lilliputians or giants. We've got hobbits <laughs> or, you know, like, now we've got Frey and Hayden. There seems to be a bit more height in the side, but there's nothing in between. Um, so for set pieces, we're either not beating the first man or we're overhitting it spectacularly. No one's at the back post. So I don't know whether, like, you know, Frey might come in quite useful for set pieces in the last 20 minutes when Anderson's on. I, you, yeah. You know, you, you don't know. It, yeah. it could be something that Marty's thinking about with the uh, strength of the bench. Like, obviously, when he first got here, he's throwing on kids. He's throwing on, you know, Collie or Pedder or whoever. Mm-hmm. But now he can throw on Hayden or Hodge or actually he can start them and he can throw on Colback. Like, you've actually got 
a much deeper bench. Like when I looked at that bench on um, Saturday, I'm like, there's options there now. Like, you know, if, if for example, like Linden gets injured, who are you bringing on? Collie. That, yeah. that was it. Now you can bring on Frey. The midfield, there's bodies in midfield that you're like, okay, so if field is suspended, you've got Hayden and, you know, if Dixon Bonner's not cutting it, you've got Hodge. And all of a sudden, there's like, it feels like there's two players for each spot mm. in the first team. And I quite like that. It, it doesn't make me concerned as much anymore, like going into a game. And I, I made a point last week that I wasn't a big fan of Marty's substitutions. And I think that's probably because Marty didn't, didn't have, have the bodies to bring ones to make. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, right. Com- Go ahead. Steve. Yeah, I was just saying competition for places in training yeah. is never a bad thing. No. Right. Uh, um, maybe we can make this a final. I, we, I don't want to gloss over it too much. And maybe we can make this like an ongoing segment leading up to the 2026 World Cup. But, Steve, you're joining us from New Jersey, the great state of mm, New Jersey, yeah. the Garden State. Uh, we learned this week that the World Cup final in 2026 will be played in the Garden State. What is the level of excitement that you're seeing there over this? The people have taken to the streets in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and immediately been hit by cars. Because the, the, there are no streets. There's just highways. Because there's only highways, yeah. Yeah, yeah East Rutherford, New Jersey, the, the football capital of the world, mm-hmm. um, which I would say it's more a state of mind than it is a town. Um, yeah. It's basically a football stadium, an American football stadium, but now so- uh, yeah. Soccer football stadium, uh, a lot of parking lots, and a big mall that nobody wanted. Harness racing. There's harness racing. <laughs> and a decrepit racetrack. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Um, um, I didn't have never lived in East Rutherford, but I lived in Garfield, which is the town right behind it. Um, I would like to nominate, I think there should be an official diner. Since diners in New Jersey are a big thing, there should be an official diner. A huge thing. Yeah. Um, the Candlewick on Patterson Plank a, Road and mm-hmm. uh, Hackensack Street is peak New Jersey diner culture. The menu is approximately 79 pages long. It Mm -hmm. is aggressively laminated, like you could take a finger off (laughs) with it. And it has things like, you know, like brook trout, like on it, you know, like you can't imagine anybody would ever. And and it's got the the pies rotating on the, in the. Well, any diner in New Jersey worth its salt is is baking their own pies, their own pies, their own baked goods. But uh, and if the diner is any less than twenty three pages, just close just it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Everything from the finest seafood to, to disco fries. I think uh, the world will discover that the the cuisine of North Jersey, which involves mm-hmm. taking a bunch of fries, dumping a bunch of gravy on it, and adding some mozzarella. Yeah. It is. Sorry, it's Steve. Steve, chips, cheese, chips, cheese, and gravy. That's that's Northern Britain as well, mate. So. You know the England fans coming <laughs> over, like get and the Montreal. disco fries. Yeah. Exactly right. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot so of basically, chips, cheese, and gravies everywhere, right? Maybe. But also, you, know. you, Steve, you said something really interesting, which is any diner worth its salt. Now that's an awful lot because I've eaten in diners in New Jersey, and there was a lot of salt in everything. So there is, yes, <laughs> yeah. including from the attitude from the waitresses, which is yeah. how you want. <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. If, if the waitresses the are not angry, yeah. if it's they're like not the, angry, you should go. Yeah, it's yeah. like the fat Elvis of waitresses, you know. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe we could do like yeah. a kind of a city guide uh, as we lead up to the twenty twenty. Because by the time we get to twenty twenty six, we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll be. One of the most popular football podcasts on earth, probably. 
and we could really one of them, yeah, give sure. people some perspective on East Rutherford, um, make sure that listeners know what's going on there. Steve Sizzling Steaks uh, is another great restaurant in East Rutherford. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the East Rutherford tour guide will take approximately one episode, so we're going to have to expand <laughs> well, well, we can, we can meet. We can spread it out. So it's more content that way. Or discuss, uh, you know, transit to the game, which mm-hmm. I promise is going to be a... I love the idea that there's probably going to be a bunch of... It's going to feel as good as Sam's recent work. Yeah. Uh, it's transit from the game that's the pr- real problem. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole idea behind this week in New Yorking, as we mentioned last segment, was that we want to make sure that our spiritual home, New York City, I do not live in New York City, Steve does not live in New York City, Dunn does, but a lot we've sort of moved around a bit at this point, that we keep contact with that. And I th- was thinking this week that we, we really need to be in touch also with England um, and make sure that we're paying homage to England, not just Rangers, but other things going on in England. I have a great um, app on my um, iPad called Press Reader that gives me access to 5,000 newspapers all over the planet, including some of the most fun provincial British newspapers um, that I could, that you could, you know, the Grimsby Telegraph, the Sunderland Echo, things like that, the Blackpool Gazette. So I've been leafing through them and thinking maybe we could share some news stories from there. And Dunn, you can comment a little bit on on this on these news stories that I pulled, um, and do a, I'm calling a segment. So f- the the name the working title is the Blighty Bulletin. How do you feel about that as a name for this? I, I mean, for for want of a better, um, yeah, it works. Okay, yeah. I, I so solid <laughs> five out of ten there, Andy. Okay, uh, could do better. I'm J- open just to... like just like my uh, school reports used to say, <laughs> could do better. <laughs> I'm open to critique. Now, there, this is a news segment, so we have some news music. Uh, this first um, article comes from the Mid-Sussex. <laughs> sorry, the Mid-Sussex Times. I'm a little sorry that Sam isn't with us because I think he's from Sussex, right? He's from Brighton, which is he in is Sussex. He is indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Worthing. Uh, right. Dateline, February 2nd, 2024. New community... Mi- <laughs> I love these stories. I cannot laugh at them. I love local newspapers everywhere, but in Britain especially. New community minibus named after Dame Esther. Community Transport Sussex is named one of its minibuses. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> after a renowned journalist and television presenter, the charity which provides uh, accessible transport and tackles isolation in Sussex, has named the minibus in honor of D- Dame Esther Ranson. Do you know who that is, Don? Oh, I certainly know who that is. D- is. Dame Esther Ranson was um, the lady responsible for the start creation of Childline, which was uh, a telephone Sounds service ominous. where, oh. yeah, it, you, you're not ordering kids on this line. Oh, right? Okay, It's for <laughs> kids who are needing help to basically phone... Uh, and get help. And it was also, it led to every stroppy child of about, you know, between the ages of 8 and 12, whenever they were grounded, would threaten their mothers, I'm going to call Childline on you. To which my mum said, I've just called them myself. And, uh, yeah, great. Oh, she I also had them on hold. Yeah, she also, <laughs> she had them on speed dial. Um, she, uh, so Esther Ranson, not my mother, 
Um, Esther Ranson also, um, basically, I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be over here. It was like um, uh, an hour-long sort of, uh, a little bit like what we're doing now. It was just like fun snippets from locales called Mm. That's Life. And you would have it was kind of like I mean, we could that has cable it. access written all over it. Yeah, oh man! It, but but it was like it, BBC One on a Sunday, and it had funny bits. It had, in fact, it's very much like this. It, it, you know, Sam would have been on there talking about his you know backside. Mm-hmm. You'd have you know li- little funny snippets like talking about the local news. <clears throat> I implore everyone to go and it, and, and I can guarantee that this is on. YouTube, there was a clip about bad taxidermy of a dearly departed pet. It is, I I cannot stress enough that you have to see it. It is the funniest thing you will ever see. This poor cat, my words. Put that in the chat. yeah, put that yes, in the chat. I will. I'll find that. There's the yeah. in case you guys want to see. There's that, the mini that ca- Sorry, that cat. That cat was stuffed worse than QBR on occasions. That's all I'll say. Mm. <laughs> there's the mini bus. They put her name on the top. Uh, they had a, a ribbon. <laughs> this works well for audio, Andy. Ceremony. Yeah, I wish everybody <laughs> could see this. But um, <laughs> well, uh, shouts to Dame Esther. Yeah. They are absolutely delighted to have that National incredible treasure. Dame Esther Ranson lend her support to Community Trust. That, that's um, Mark Matt Roberts, Chief Executive Officer of that. Uh, our second story is well, we're playing Stoke soon, right? Uh, in like two or three weeks. It's a midweek game, yeah. I think. It's Valentine's Day. Right, from the Stoke Sentinel. Tre- treat your loved one to QPR versus Stoke. Mm, to a That's, Wednesday. That is oh, yeah. A rainy Tuesday in, is it in Stoke. Is uh, Wednesday. Ah, oh, but, can, but can you do it on a Wednesday, wet Wednesday in Stoke? That that should be the Valentine's yeah. Day There's card a joke. message. There's a joke, a wet Wednesday. There's a joke in there somewhere, too. Um, uh, pensioner <laughs> Robert Layton has been handed an eight-point penalty in his license after he was caught speeding and driving without insurance. Magistrates oh, no. heard the 73-year-old was caught speeding in a Jaguar. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. On the A50 at 1.45 p.m., he was clocked going 72 in a 50. Leighton, uh, Leighton, oh, this is, I remember now why I picked this story. Leighton of Townfield Close <laughs> Butt Lane um, yeah. pleaded guilty to driving without insurance and speeding. Um, representing himself, Leighton said, quote, Do we need Sam back for this, by the way? <laughs> really? But like, really? I was bringing this podcast full circle. I, I was stuck in a lot of full traffic. Circle. Nice. I was stuck in a lot of traffic. I was in a bit of a hurry. Magistrates at North Staffordshire Justice Center fined Leighton 120 pounds and ordered him to pay 135 pound costs and a 48 pound surcharge. So if you're a fan uh, and you're going to the Stoke game, um, please steer clear of Butt Lane. <laughs> I mean, you would normally. Is it? Think, but and Andy, is it true that Stoke City have signed that fella because eight points at this time of the season's most welcome? <laughs> Row. <Yeah. laughs> hey. I can't believe I forgot to put the rim shot in the. In the also, the other thing is, uh, and and this this might be a Stoke thing, but I believe that Port Vale. Uh, at some point had a bell end because their owner was B- 
Bill, Joey, no, the Joey Port Barton's Vale. Yeah, there? Port Vale's uh, Burslem, which is right next door. Mm, uh, their their owner was a Mr. Bell, so they they called the bell the, the uh, home end the Bell End. <laughs> yeah. See, that was yeah. going to be my phony phone prank call. I, I thought we should call the ticket office yeah. at Loftus Road and ask if there were any seats available in the Bell End, but I guess it's not really a joke because it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, so it is. I, 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 listen, you try and do that with Port Vale, you'll end up with a season ticket, mate, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> right. So uh, <laughs> if I can hold my shit together we'll do that every week we'll we'll have a fun story from a provincial newspaper um in england can you try and find one in the sutton guardian if you don't mind i don't know if they have it, the, the way it is it seems to me is that all these are owned by the same company so that's like the same newspaper uh, okay. with little yeah. bits of local news and the, but the same like features and all of them they're the kind of places where if you try to go to their website it will just shut your computer down completely because there's so many pop-ups Right. Is it Reach PLC? Because that sounds about their speed. It might. But anyway, be. the yeah, other I thing, I, the other thing I can do for you, Andy. So obviously, we know other clubs at the Football Factory. We're good friends with the Borough lot, the Norwich lot. Mm-hmm. So Dave and Ellen have both moved back to the UK. Oh. Ellen is in York, and Dave is in uh, Norwich. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can ask them if they can find some top quality, hyper local content for you. And, and actually get it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I love that. I would love that idea. Let's, yeah. We're into making connections here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've well, got... Well, hey, listen, if we, if, if we can grow our fan base in Norwich and, and York, then, Norwich you know, it's York. worth a go, right? We're huge in New York. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, it's time for predictions. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Uh, we got Norwich away. Right? Not home. Away. Yes. Um, on this Saturday. Mm. It's away. No, we're home. Oh, we're home. 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 Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're at home. Yeah. We're home. Uh, I'll give my prediction first. Uh, I was happy to see David Wagner, who always has the American flag next to his name, even though, I mean, USA on, International. Really, mm. Yep. Um, <laughs> is still managing there. Because I remember he was on the hot seat at the beginning of the season. Uh, and as you mm. say, they're up to eighth in the table. Uh, I'm actually predicting a one nothing loss. I feel like we always play pretty well against teams at the top of the table, but we don't take our chances, and they'll have some guy. I'm going to predict it's Ashley Barnes, um, who's oh, like Jesus. Who's, have I who, got him? Yes, who has that little bit of like kind of Premier League class? Who'll curl one in from like 35 yards out, and we'll lose one to nothing. So that's my prediction. You've seen Ashley Barnes play, right? A 35 yard <laughs> curler from okay, Ashley well. Barnes. Good lord, man. <laughs> Maybe 35 inches. It would make it roughly. even more yeah, That's more like it. Yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I do also think we're going to lose. Uh, I'm going to say two to one. And speaking of American internationals, Josh Sargent. both goals will be scored by Josh Sargent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's back and healthy and scored the other day, I think, for them. He's in good form, yeah, which he, you know, very well, he's very rarely healthy for the U.S., let alone in good form. Could so. there be a uh, a sort of ginger dust-up between him and uh, Colback? Is that possible? There's some sort of understanding I think there's a possibility there that maybe a... Colback is, is kind of in his head because he's a fellow ginger? I mean, there's a dust-up potential between Jack Colback and Everybody. literally any other human. <laughs> uh, Including so. that fat bloke at Blackburn. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He did. He did turn to. We 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 both said this. He did turn to the shit talking pretty quickly. <laughs> too quickly. Uh, <laughs> Way too quickly. And I'm like, in I'm the, sorry. That, you you are aware that was ten minutes on the board, not one minute, Jack. <sighs> I mean, God. come on, man. Mm. But yeah. yes. Did, did you see, by the way, on Twitter that there was a Blackburn fan who basically accused him of a racial gesture uh, and that, that the EFL should take it very seriously, um, to which he was roundly told firmly that was not a racist gesture. He was calling him fat. The bloke <laughs> then went, well, well, that's not very nice either. He should at least get a one-match ban. Grow up, mate. Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to call you out at one dull Thomason, who your handle might be irrelevant in about a day's time. But yeah, that's going to be God. It's like quickly needing changing. Yeah, child. Uh, Dunn, what do you think? Predictions. I think I'm going to surprise you. I think we're going to win two one, and I'm going to base like this it. on um, when we played Hull at home. Um, and I, I, I don't think anyone really thought we were going to get much out of it. Um, Hull, in a similar position, they were on the like, fringe of the playoffs. They came, came to Loftus Road thinking they can just turn up and walk it, and we won. I think our squad is slightly better now than it was then, and I think that I'm not expecting miracles out of Frey or Anderson. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Hodge might be able to do something as the game goes on, Hayden... Is, is, I mean, I, I wonder whether Hayden will start because um, Field, Field's not playing. Um, I think this is his second game out, isn't it? Or was it... Yeah, he didn't play last game, did he, Field? No, his he second did not. game out. No, no so this game. is his second game, yeah. So so I think, you know, wh- whether it's Dixon Bonner again or whether it's going to be Hayden, I think we've got we've got a bit more about us. And I, I actually think, and, and I mentioned this with Blackburn, the vi- I, th- I feel the vibes in the place have completely changed. I feel that they're, they're out there. Um, you, you can see that some of the players seem to be having, like, enjoying their football. And I'm thinking of Ilias particularly. Ilias looked like the weight of the world was off his shoulders, and he, he's he's playing he's playing some good stuff. And I think you know, I think Cook and JCS at the back. I think that's giving um, a lot more solidity. The set piece thing, you know, Steve, you nailed it. Like, I think having Cook in that team changes everything when it comes to set pieces and I think that I you know what I, I can see this team getting on a bit of a run a bit of belief especially as I don't think Huddersfield are going down I think it's going to be any two of us I think it could be I think Blackburn might be in big big trouble I think Stoke um, Birmingham have got Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday that's an interesting game to see because Wednesday, yeah, they lost 4-0 at Huddersfield, but that was four goals in 12 minutes. They were, they did all right apart from that. I mean, mm. yeah, four <laughs> goals in 12 minutes. Is, is, I've got to say, play, some, some, some yeah. slip of concentration. But, <laughs> but but I don't think, you know, I, Wednesday are going to get, they are going to get results and points. They, they, they can't continue to, to sort of fall asleep at the same 10 minutes every game. They'll sort that out. So, you know, it'd be interesting, it's interesting to see if Birmingham or uh, QPR Midlands, as I like to call them, um, if you have a look at their squad from the last couple of years, um, <laughs> I, I, I think they, they 
I mean, if if, if they've <laughs> they've got a ton of QPR players from the last couple of years, we we know that they've got it in them to have a bad run of games. <laughs> yeah, we they know do. they've got it in them to throw it away <laughs> from here. So um, yeah, I could see easily Birmingham, Blackburn, and. Millwall don't look particularly great. Swansea don't look great. I, th- I think there's a lot of bad teams down there. And I'm, I, I, I think we might, you know, be one of the better ones out of that. Um, the positivity yeah, just flowing from, from you right now is amazing. I, can I just say, it is slightly more positive than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we suck less than those other yeah. teams. So. Yeah, so those, uh, those are our predictions. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Steve goes 2-1 Norwich, done 2-1 to the R's, and I predicted a 1-0 Norwich win. Okay, we went way over again. Uh, Do you have any any other uh, rappers from Romania or anywhere to thank before we... Before we oh sign yeah, off. I'd like to thank the I'd like to thank the Perva squad from Poland. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank XXX Rottweiler Hunter from Iceland. Um, but most of all, I would like to thank Pimp from and Mavjik, our friends from Germany. Um, I'm looking forward to when he goes to Loftus Road again to see what what he's going to come up with. Uh, maybe a whole concept album based mm. on our, our players. Uh, maybe he can cover Lil Wayne's Cannon for Reggie. Um, uh, how I how I could just kell man from uh, Cypress yeah. Hill. Uh, sure. You know, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see that. You've really, like been, you've that. really been thinking about this a lot, haven't you? No, no, you know this. They're already on our chat thread. I, I've oh, okay. pummed these a while ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, from the sounds of it, he's he's more he's more concerned himself with the youth setup. So very uh, much so. so also, maybe Jude a cover Boy. of uh, if you can work that. Into yeah, a maybe uh, a cover of Warren G's "Relegate." Uh, we can maybe do that. Um, <laughs> we so, have. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is. I've always thought this about our. You say what you want about our youth setup. We recruit elite names. I mean, not names in oh. terms of how good the players are, but the names actually of the players in our youth system are top tier. Top top tier. Everybody Including has three names. Including Harry Redknapp. Yes, right. Harry Redknapp. <laughs> yeah. There, there have been talking some... about your football manager regen. Yeah, there have been some amazing, amazing names over the years. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you in thirty seconds on the chat. Okay. Also, actually, Andy, yeah. my prediction, the other prediction, is that the QPR youth team will be the first team in history with a one to eleven of double double barreled names. That's possible. Four names across the back. I, they will make a killing in the club shop. I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> they've got to do that. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> talk to you later, guys. Bye bye. Das kein Tracksuit, das ein Code. Wir sind die Boys von der Loftus Road. QPR U23, was los? Lagoon Styles, Lagoon Styles, like. Das kein Tracksuit, das ein Code Wir sind die Boys von der Loftus Road QPR U23, was los? Lagoon Styles, Lagoon Styles, like, wow Was jetzt los? Das ein Jogging-Anzug, kein Tracksuit